Welcome everyone, it's The Daily Podcast with your host, Eric B. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast yesterday, talking about this pandemic, the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. But today's episode, talk about how the Major League Baseball, on June 23rd, decided to let's play ball. So let's get this started. In yesterday's podcast, I talked about how serious this COVID-19, this coronavirus is, and how I felt the world is rushing to get back into some kind of normality, some kind of let's move on and kind of sort of forget there's a virus going on. Now, one sports franchise, the MLB, has been trying to come up with a solution for the past month, I want to say month. It's been about two months since South Korea started playing baseball. And baseball is a different type of sports when it comes to this COVID-19, only because you are not close to each other. Unless you're sitting in the dugout. If you're sitting in the dugout, then yes, you guys are sitting side by side. But it's not. It's a non-contact sport, unlike football and basketball. Basketball, I think, is still the worst because you're, like I said yesterday, you're running up and up and down the court. You're sweating. You're breathing on each other. That's why I think, you know, I said yesterday, NBA should just not even start a season. But with MLB, it's a different story. You're 90 feet away from each other if there's a person on base. You're spread apart if you're playing in the outfield or even in the infield, you guys are spread apart. The only time you'll be really next to each other is a person hits a base hit and person's on first base. You got the first baseman on there. Probably the only time you'll be really close to each other. And again, in the dugout. Now, I know they have some kind of implemented rules that they're having when it comes to being in the clubhouse, which is also their locker room. And they have some kind of ways that they're still trying to propose on how going to do it. It's going to be 60 teams. They're going to be playing, be playing in certain parts of, I think, from what they're trying to do is they're trying to play in their minor league stadiums. So there's not going to be a lot of traveling. Um, the last I heard, you'll have this Cactus League, which is over here on the West Coast. And the Citrus League, which is over there on the East Coast, and they'll be playing in these stadiums. I think the Citrus League plays in Florida, where the Cactus League plays in Arizona. So that's that's positive, I would say. There is going to be, from what I'm reading, three phases. Phase one, players divided into small groups. Five-ish is from what they're saying. Phase two, large, no large group workout unless they're more than six feet apart. Limited numbers exhibition games, asking teams to allow umpires to come to work out, to get reps, tracking pitches, all this stuff that they're trying to put together. Limited number of spring training games against other clubs. Those are things that's going on as well. And like I said, this is probably one of the sports that if they're going to get away from anyone getting the coronavirus, this is a game that can do it. I, I can honestly see them do it. I did watch a couple of the South Korean baseball games, and it was just kind of funny seeing a batter in the batter's box wearing a mask. Um, 
And if you guys tried running with a mask on, even just walking with a mask on, you know how difficult that is. Now think about full sprint, trying to get to first base with a mask on. That's gonna be difficult. But I think here in the United States, mask might be optional. They didn't get into all that yet. We'll see how that goes. The funny thing is when it comes to this Major League Baseball and the negotiations that they were having, again, I said two months ago, I would say a little bit longer than two months ago, South Korea already decided that they wanted to play baseball. They did put a couple rules in place, no fans, and if you ever watch some of the South Korean baseball, check it out, it's hilarious. Not the game playing, you still get your authentic baseball is what they did in the stadium. They put cardboard cutouts of fans, I guess to give the players some kind of mental picture that there is fans here. Um, th there was one stadium where they had speakers set up and whenever there was a base hit or a home run or a good play, you would hear the fans cheering, but there was no fans, but again, if you're a professional sports player, whatever sport you're playing, you've been playing this sport for your whole life, and to actually come to a stadium and not have anybody there does get, it, it gets a little, you know, I don't wanna say deceiving, but you're like, who am I playing for? What am I playing for? There's nobody here. So when I watched that South Korean baseball, I forget which team I was watching. I just, I saw it one night, I turned it on and, it was baseball. It was regular baseball. The only difference, it was, you know, across the ocean and played in South Korea. But they they had their, their negotiation wasn't even, it was like, hey, we're going to play baseball. This is the rules. This is what's going to happen. And the players out there said, sure. Here in America, it took them a while because they couldn't figure out how many games per salary they were going to get. So it was like games versus salary. So it was like, we'll play 50 games, but we want this much money to play these 50 games. The owners were like, no, we want you to play 60 games and you're only going to get 20% of your salary. So there was a lot of that back and forth. So for the longest time, we thought here in the United States that we're not going to have any baseball. We're not. And I, again, I'm not for the NBA even starting uh, this year just because of what's going on. Even the NFL, I'm not for that. And again, for the guys who are saying that I'm not a sports fan because I keep saying this, I am a sports fan. If you guys met me, if you guys knew me, you know I'm probably a bigger sports fan than you are. Probably. Just because I'm talking in a microphone, telling you guys how I feel, doesn't mean I'm not a sports fan. I am a big sports fan, but I want to see it played right. I want to see it played safe. I want people to go back home to their wives, their kids, and say, hey, this is what happened today. Check this out. You know, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see somebody, you know, 10 games into the season, we're finding out. I'm just going to throw a name out, not saying he has it. I'm going to say like Bryce Harper all of a sudden contracted the coronavirus from a pitcher. Let's just say that. You know, now, again, and like and I said 
in the past vlog or in the past podcast what's going to happen when someone gets it are you going to isolate that person are you going to isolate that player are you going to put that player aside and continue playing and I know they're planning some kind of thing where they're going to test everybody on a weekly, even on a daily, from what I heard in the NBA. They're going to do some kind of daily, some kind of, you know, after every game. Sometimes it takes 14 hours for this virus to hit your body. Sometimes. So if I'm testing you right after a game or the next day after a game, and it's only day one, and then you have another game in a couple days... It takes sometimes it takes 14 days sometimes that's why there's that 14 day waiting period that's why you isolate yourself for 14 days because after 14 days if you don't have it you're good but after 14 days if you do have it then what now this is straight from the MLB website this is gonna be the shortest season since 1878 that's when they did their realignment of the season. Each team will face an individual opponent 40 times, plus another 20 interleague games against its geographical division. For example, AL East teams will play 20 contests against NLE, NLE East teams. Um, again, they're not going to be playing in their particular stadium. They're going to be playing, again, from what it says here, Citrus League, Cactus League, so we're looking at Florida, we're looking at Arizona for a lot of the Cactus Leagues, and they're trying to do that to minimize the travel time, to try to minimize the players going from LA to San Francisco, San Francisco to Arizona, Arizona to Florida. So they're trying to minimize that because when you start traveling, you do start putting other people at risk. Not only do you put the players at risk, your your players at risk, but now you're putting the travel people at risk, the airlines, the bus, whatever you decide, however you decide to get from point A to point B, you're putting those people at risk. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to minimize the travel time. So if you ever watched a Cactus League game here in the West Coast, Arizona, the A's has their own stadium, the Dodgers has their own stadium, the Giants has their own stadium. So they're going to keep that here, which I think is good. The bad thing is they're trying to let some fans in. And that's one of those things, I guess, that was in the negotiation. Some players wanted fans and some players didn't want any fans. Um, as a fan, and I said this yesterday, I am not ready to go anywhere until there's a vaccine until there's a cure i am not ready to go anywhere and for them to open up and say yes we're going to allow some some fans to come in we're going to allow some fans to play or watch us play i don't think it's a smart idea i think that's not a good idea that that the mlb is going to do i think they should follow what south korea is doing not have any fans maybe even take, take it a step further maybe put jumbotrons or, or have a live feed from you know our living room something something like that i don't think fans should be allowed anywhere near the players because now if you have fans 
you're going to have to open some kind of concession stands. You're going to have to ha- open up some kind of janitorial worker, the cleaning crew, the security team, the ticket takers. We can go down the line. We can go down the line of how many people you're going to need in that stadium to accommodate whether it's going to be 500 fans, 20 fans, 100 fans, however many fans you're going to need some kind of security, some kind of people there to accommodate the fans that are there. And I don't think that's a smart idea because, again, what's going to end up happening, fans going to come in, fans going to say, I don't want to wear a mask. And when it comes to baseball, what do people like to do when it comes to baseball? They like to drink beer, beer and peanuts, hot dogs, whatever, however you want to Whatever you want to eat, but beer is always associated with that. So for a fan to come in, doesn't care about his well-being, her well-being, gets someone infected with a coronavirus, now it's passed along to a stadium worker, an usher, a security guard, a concession stand player, then what? That's, to me, that's the bigger picture when it comes to these sports teams, these sports players that wants to start playing right away. That's my concern is what are you guys going to do if something like this happens? Do you guys have a game plan? Is there something that you guys have on the books that you guys are ready to solve just in case it does happen? What's your plan? I'm going to go back to the very first time that we heard about the coronavirus and how it was headed back here to the United States. And a quote LeBron James said, and he actually took back and apologized for saying, but he said, or someone asked him, how would you feel if there was no fans in the stadium? And he said, if there's no fans in the stadium, I'm not playing. He said something pretty selfish. That's pretty much what I'm trying to get at. So he didn't, you know, again, back then we were all naive when it came to this virus. We were a little, we we didn't know how bad this virus was back then. So I'm not going to doubt or, or, you know, say anything of what he said. He said it as a player. He said it as, you know, he plays for the fans, which a lot of these MLB or, or these sports athletes do. They do play for fans. Um, some of them play for money, don't care about the fans. Some of them would rather get paid uh, than, you know, make the fans happy. And MLB was kind of the same way. MLB was more about how much are we going to get paid versus how many games we're going to play. And again, that's what took so long. We could have had baseball starting already. Um, spring training is going to start. I think they're going to meet July 1st and... I think that's what they said. July 1st is going to be the first meeting and then go from there and see when the first game will be. Um, They are going to implement the August 31st trade deadline. I think they said opening day is going to take place July 23rd or 24th, depending on how things go, you know. So we did kind of have sort of a spring training already. Um, there was a couple people who already was able to go to the first couple Cactus League games up in Arizona. But then this coronavirus hit, so everything had to be put on pause. Everything had to stop. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. I mean, 
again, don't get me wrong. I, I would want to see some kind of sports. Right now, the safest sport that's out there, I hate to say it, is probably NASCAR. Well, kind of sort of safe. You have your pit crew that's putting themselves in danger because they're around each other. Um, but the driver is in a car by himself. There's nobody else around him. And the other drivers, you know, and when I say safest, I mean safest from the coronavirus. NASCAR is not the safest sport. You ever seen one of those accidents? You ever seen one of those rollovers? It's not the safest sport, but it's the safest when it comes to the person, the driver, getting it from another driver. Because the chances of them getting it from another driver, it's, it's, yeah, highly unlikely. But the chances of them getting it from a pit crew, you see how those pit crew works. They work fast. They work quick. They work close together. So is there a solution? Is there something that we can assume is going to happen and not going to happen? And I'll go back to yesterday's podcast when I said, or yeah, when I said, what if someone does get it? What if this, we start this July 23rd and then by the first week of August, people or players are dropping like flies. What's going to happen? What does the MLB have implemented if this does happen? What will the MLB do if more players are getting the virus than people not getting the virus? What are they going to do? And this is around the same time that the NBA is considering starting. NBA is considering starting July 31st. And they have their little camp in Orlando, the Disney facility in Orlando. What's what's going to happen? What what's what's the next solution? What's going to you know Again, I'm more about staying safe, keeping everybody safe. Like I said, I want everyone to go home. I want everyone to not get this virus. I don't wish this virus on anybody. I don't. So I wish MLB does have some kind of backup plan just in case this does happen. I do want to see a baseball season, but I also want to see everyone stay safe. So what's your plan, MLB? What's what's your plan? All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Another podcast that I usually don't talk about when it comes to certain sports thing. I'm definitely a sports fan. I do love my sports. I do love football, basketball, baseball. I'll even watch hockey on occasions. I'm a sports fan. You live in San Francisco, you're a sports fan. You live in New York, Detroit, Washington, D.C., you're a sports fan. So for this to be going on right now, there's a more serious matter that's happening. And, you know, it is something called the coronavirus, something called the COVID-19. Those are a little more serious that's going on right now. All sports should look at that, should take it as this is a little more serious than we expected. And until there's a cure, I hate saying that. I hate being that person that says until there's a cure, until there's a solution, until there's a vaccine, nothing should be played. Nothing. That's just how I feel. If you feel different, if you feel like there should be some kind of sports being played, 
then you probably don't leave the house as much. You probably don't want to go out of the house as much. You're probably a couch potato, which that's totally fine because a lot of sports fans are couch potatoes, especially on Sundays when we're watching our favorite NFL team. But until there's a cure, until there's a vaccine, that's when I'll be more comfortable when it comes to watching some kind of sports because I'm afraid for the players. I'm afraid for the players around them. I'm afraid for the athletic staff. I'm afraid for all of them. Again, I don't wish this virus on anybody. But in closing, podcasting is pretty fun. I'll tell you that right now. I don't have to look at a camera. I don't have to make sure my... It's pretty fun. It is. It's... I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And if you guys like what I'm doing, I have a Patreon link in all the descriptions. Definitely help me out there. And we'll discuss more topics coming up soon. I'm thinking about doing a Disney topic just because everybody's ready to go back to Disneyland. Everybody's ready to get out of the house and do something, you know, something. And, you know, I have a birthday coming up and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my birthday. Usually I go to Disneyland and with this virus, it's kind of hard to do something that you normally do. But again, I'm going to practice what I preach until there's a cure, until there's a vaccine. I'm going to find a way to take it easy. I'm going to find a way to do something local. And if I do go out, if I do go somewhere, it's going to be six feet apart. I'm going to be covered up in a mask and all that. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. This is the daily podcast with your host, Eric B. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Go in peace.